This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the AfriPods network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on iTunes, Teacher, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast network of your choice. Now, if you're listening to me for the first time, I'm a regular guy posting from Southern Africa and sharing my real life experience with other regular people. My life is not perfect and neither is yours. I am a believer and a Christian and that's what keeps me afloat. This doesn't shield me or give me any immunity from the challenges that life presents, but I have the greatest treasure in life and that is hope in Jesus Christ. When all else fails, that alone is a source of great strength and is my solid ground to persevere through this life. What is your hope based on? Today's show is a continuation of uh, the conversation we started uh, in the last episode with Tao. And we finish it out uh, today by going deeper into uh, mental health and also how she set up her business and how being supportive as a wife and also getting the support from her husband helped her continue um, chasing her goals of becoming one of the best in the aviation, but also being able to make a difference where they moved in. So wait, enjoy. So I've got a follow-up question to that. It affects you in one way or another. That's yeah. a fact. And but you love the res- you also encouraged by the response when you actually hear how yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. But you and I have to agree. It does take a toll. Yeah, so it does. It's what's trendy. your outlet? Okay, um, I think for me, my outlet is. Uh, I take it out on baking. Okay. Yeah, I I love to spend time with my eggs, my butter, my you know, there's times when I come home midnight and I find them both sleeping. You know, when they're sleeping, they're extremely peaceful. Eh? So I'm like, oh, they're sleeping, and I leave for work in the morning, and on my off days, I spend time with the boys. You know, get to do things and and. Um, also my outlet is my my trust in God you know trust that he's, he has my back he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you you know mm-hmm. it, though you walk through the valleys of the shadows of death I'll be with you and I think he's been with me through this time he's extremely been with me you know people might not understand what I had to go through how hard sometimes life can be. Um, but I think I'm strong. And I can feel it. You know, I feel it because there's people that I think are doing better than me. And they look at me and go, like, oh, you're glowing. What's happening? I'm like, oh, okay. It's his glory. Because I think his glory just overshadows everything. Yeah. I, I honestly can attribute to the fact that you are always smiling for and I I think when we started I was talking about you being a connector you you emanate a certain um, a certain kind of energy and um, there are a few people that I know who are like that mm-hmm. uh, my brother is one of them oh, okay you may think he's not going through challenges and oh, you wow. so if if you're not careful, you you tend to forget that this is also a human being like mm. me. They smile. You you always tap from them, yeah, and you yeah. sometimes uh, never give back mm-hmm. because they're so 
energy. The energy you emit is that of joy, is that of mm. radiance. Um, but there has to be an outlet. There has yeah. to be a way where you you also yeah. decompress. Yeah, I do. And I'm curious to know what that is. Um, well, I cry sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I cry sometimes. And uh, I feel better when I cry. Honestly, it, it takes us so much. Sometimes I, I just sit down with him and talk to him. Tell him, listen, what's happening? You know, this is what it's doing to me. And his response is, I'm trying my best to make things better. And I can't do this without you. And once he says that, that's the magic where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here, you know, I'm here. We can do this together, you know. But yeah, so I, I have various activities, keep myself busy, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, kids, kids are such a blessing. Yeah. They can tell that there's something wrong. Mommy's low today. They'll just come and say the silliest thing. <laughs> and once you laugh, Uncle Jay, it's gone. It's yeah. gone, you know. I'll tell you what he did the other time. Uh, his father and I had an argument, so I didn't want to talk to him. He was just, he was irritating me that day. So <laughs> I come from work and I say hello to my son. And says, mommy, come back here. I said hello and walk towards the room. says, come back here. I'm like, what? He says, say hello to daddy. <laughs> Do I gather? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I said, hello, mijo. No, say hello, babe. <laughs> telling this boy stuff you know so i said hello babe daddy say hello <laughs> so pete says hello back then says mommy hug daddy <laughs> i was like what and he was only five so i gave him a hug then he says now kiss daddy <laughs> I'm like, hmm, okay then he says lay next to daddy i'm like okay then he says daddy now you can continue reading my book and i said you know what we actually need to be very mindful about how we feel around kids because they can they can feel the negative energy. Yep. They can sense it, and it how we feel either builds them or breaks them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I always try to to deal with issues before I get home. Mm. That way, I'm not going to to to, to you know pass on the negative energy to my son because he feels it. Yeah, you know, and he's growing, and we're nurturing him to be the kind of young man we want him to be. So whatever we do, whatever we feel, actually gets to him. It affects him, you know. It gets to him. So we, I've just learned to deal with issues outside home. Like as I'm driving, I'll be saying whatever I need to say. Why did this happen? Blah blah blah. And once I enter the gate, I'm like, you, you're remaining right here. If we need to continue this conversation, catch me tomorrow at 6 as I'm leaving for work. And I come and it's, it's just a whole different environment. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, gladly, we're leaving the heavy stuff behind. Okay. And we're focusing back on you now. Obviously, you're almost winding up. But... Yeah. Uh, I personally believe in the power of a woman uh, being the homemaker. Okay. Uh, I was sold on it growing up <laughs> in a home where my mom was a stay-at-home mom, oh, which wow. is sort of a culturally accepted yeah, norm yeah, in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I believe in a woman being a homemaker, which not that she has to stay at home. I know what you mean. Wrong, yeah. Yeah, which uh, we talked about with uh, another wonderful guest I had here, mm. the first mm. lady guest, uh, which is Mandy. And mm. you, are, uh, I, I kid my listeners not, yeah. you are juggling a career, yeah. a family, yeah. or being a mother, yeah. a husband, and a business owner, mm -hmm. which is quite a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a thorny issue nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, we're living in a time where there's a lot of push towards gender yeah, equality yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> and <clears throat> tell me about how you've been able to balance this out. Mm. I think if because that's a me, lot of stuff, it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a lot of stuff. But um, 
a woman's like an octopus. Seriously, we, we, we don't have two hands or two legs. We can do so much at a time. And I think it's just, it's just in us, we create it that way. Okay. You know, a, a woman produces, you know, uh, someone says, well, give a woman lemon and you get lemonade. Mm. So we, we receive whatever we can receive and we take out something beautiful from what we've been given, you know. So um, the business that I own, my husband has been supportive financially. He, 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 he established the businesses through his finances and I multiplied you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so um, it's just a matter of knowing how much you can take, how much can you do, you know, how much can your body take, what's your strength. You know, you, you can't do more than you can. You're just going to break. Um, I think women just have, we underestimate a woman. A woman is extremely strong. You know, we, I mean, we might be weaker emotionally, I don't. I don't necessarily. Well, agree. we 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 easily cry. But Is that a weakness? No. Okay. You you let it out we and then regroup out. and then yes. come back to give us yes. a slap on the cheek. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Punching the chest. So we maybe what makes us strong is that we easily let it out. We yeah. we, we take out yeah. the, the that part of 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 your <coughs> as psych as a human being is yeah. functional. It's, yeah. it's not always yeah. so for us men, you know. Yeah, so we I think our abilities are just out of this world. Mm. You know, I honestly a lot of people ask me how do you do this? And I'm like, do what? Why are you asking me weird questions? <laughs> what is it that I do? People can see how, well, they say I work really, really hard. But again, I think I'm not working hard enough. I think I could actually do more. I, I just need the, the platform to do that. Yeah. So um, my career is pretty flexible. I'm a shift worker, but it requires me to be mentally stable. You know, it, it requires me to be mentally healthy because you're literally um, dealing with... Um, navigation air navigation yeah. so hundreds of people's lives are in your hands at a particular time yeah. so my mental health has to be extremely healthy you know I, this is why i think I've, I've actually um developed that ability of cutting off when i'm at work i'm at work i'm not gonna let other stuff stress me when i'm at home i'm at home i'm not gonna let work stress me you know when i'm at the bakery i'm at the bakery when i'm selling my cakes i'm selling my cakes so i think it's just uh, ability to to know the place and the time and respect the place and the time uh, it's it's work for me really nice yeah. the ability to know the place and the time and yeah. the, to, to be yeah. able to respect the yeah. place and the time great so when mandy was here um we talked yeah. about um I asked her the same question, by the way. We talked about being able to focus on your career, how you are able to focus on your work and your career, mm-hmm. but as, and as well as your business, but still be able to retain the respect for your husband's place in the home. Now, okay. So, so, so piggyback on the equality agenda, because yes. a, a lot of the current contemporary culture advocates... Uh, for eco eco rights, yeah, eco rights, eco opportunities, um, <coughs> which is fine. I have nothing yeah. against it, but the problem is this has quickly been translated as uh, eco opportunities and eco rights being translated into eco roles. Which is not true. No. Not before we even get into the home. We have very different roles exactly. as, as men and women, yeah. different functions, mm-hmm. but we are equal. We're both mm-hmm. as important. There's yeah. no one more important. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? in, uh, and in a home, those roles are even more pronounced. So mm-hmm. I, I am not in support of then making those roles yeah. equal, equal. Because. Uh, then we're talking about a whole different thing. So yeah. uh, both wife and husband play different roles in a home. Can you tell me what's that, what's that like for you? 
I think for me, I haven't struggled with that. Okay. I honestly, um, from my perspective, I have never struggled with that because, um, you know, when we when we read about the the virtuous woman in the Bible, mm-hmm. I think people mostly when you go for these uh, women meetings, uh, women gatherings at church, kitchen parties, high teas, and weddings. They always say a virtuous woman who can find, you know, the end, the end, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. But I actually read the whole scripture and it says the virtuous woman submits to her husband. Submission is not a weakness. Submission is an honor. You see, because... Um, um, the, 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 the Bible that, that I read, the word of God also says, husbands love your, your wives as Christ loved the church. So if you feel the love in the house, submission is going to be automatic. And when submission is automatic, you don't submit to, to an authority that is higher than you, that, that is not higher than you. You submit an authority that is higher than you. So I personally believe that my husband is the head of the house. He's the head. We make decisions together, but he's got the upper hand of the decisions that we make. We we sit and talk things through. If if I have a different opinion, I sell it to him, tell him to think about it. If he doesn't want to do it, I let him not do it. Because I mean if he gets it wrong, he'll still come back and say, Hey, I was wrong about it, let's do it your way. Mm. There's no harm in mm. doing that. Mm. There's no harm in doing that. Mm. So uh, me being a, a career-driven woman, that hasn't made me lose the respect I have for my husband. It it it, it, it hasn't made me look at him differently, you know, or incapable of, of running the home, you know. So one, um, our culture is totally against it, mm-hmm. you know. Two, my religion is totally against it. I would never, ever um, get affected by um, by him being a stay-at-home father and thinking, oh, because I'm this. Well, there's women that are doctors and their husbands are registered nurses. You know, so when you're at work, your wife is the boss. <laughs> when you come back home, darling, tempo's taken, you are the boss. So, honestly... I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe if you to ask him, but I don't think I've struggled with that. I mean, I'm I'm quite opinionated when it comes to things, but I do it respectfully, you know, knowing that he's my husband and I've loved him and cherished him, knowing that he's you know he asked for my hand in marriage. I didn't ask him to marry me, you know, so I I didn't have that authority to ask him to marry me, or maybe I led him to marry me, <laughs> but mm. he had to make the decision to be with me, so. He, he takes the honor of um, being the head of the house. And, yeah. and you take the honor of being the homemaker. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful, you yeah. know. You know, even as much as you're a homemaker, you, 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 when you, you can't make a home without your partner. Right, right. Yeah, so we're a team. Yeah, you know? exactly. He, he, he supports me in a lot of ways. He supported my career work. He supported my businesses. He, you know, he... he I'm a one of faith and he's not. He's never ever gone against my faith. He supports my faith. He lets me attend to my faith when I have to, you know. He he lets me pray when I have to pray. You know, he he, he lets me go with my son to church. And for me that's that's such a big blessing because if you marry to an unbeliever, some some women are never allowed to go with their their children to church. But he said, Look, He's going to make a decision when he's older right now. Do what's right for, by him, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I, I think our home is not perfect. There's no perfect home. Oh, 100%. But it's a beautiful yeah. home. Yeah. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. I come home knowing I'm, I'm going to smile and, you know, be happy. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great stuff. I love that. So... One thing that uh, we kept referring to before I jump to your other more interesting part, which is the businesses, is we kept referring to your (coughs) career and Mm. aviation. Mm. I 100% have no idea 
what your job is and okay. what I know it's in aviation. Okay. And um and because I'm I was generally fascinated by planes. Mm. I love the planes. Okay. I I I I wanted to be a pilot. Someday. Oh wow! So I definitely I know a it's a cool job. Yeah. So I um, wanted you to tell me about what your job is like okay. and what um, what you you do. Okay. So in aviation, I work um, in a department that we call um, or in a unit that we call air navigation services. So this has different components. Um, my 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 office is called briefing. So the briefing office is basically uh, message receiving and sending um, office. So we we handle aviation messages. These are from flight plans, departures, arrivals, notice to airmen, um, uh, meteorological reports. Those are weather reports yeah. and any other message that is. Um, Related to flight movements. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what I do. So we we work hand in hand with uh, with um, air traffic control. Okay. Yeah. So we we, we provide uh, information to, to to air traffic control, and we work hand in hand also with the pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We receive um, uh, flight information services. Uh, flight information from the pilots we work hand in hand with the meteorological department and all the other units around the airport that are actually concerned with the uh, safe landing and uh, movement of an aircraft really? so that's what i do yeah really and you're saying i could still be a pilot you could you're still really? young yeah hmm. you i mean most pilots are good looking so you <laughs> I, I, what you fit in well i would love to fly a helicopter Okay. I mean, I'm not so keen on those fixed wings thing. Fixed wing air. I airport. feel like fixed wings actually. They're the safest. I yeah. Know, but yeah. they're not fun in those turbulences. The turbulences. I, I probably. For helicopter, you land anywhere for sure. Yeah, but it's also one of the most <laughs> crushed yeah. airlines. I know. Airplanes, I know. You know. But you'd get to enjoy the view as well. Yeah. Because you fly visual. Yeah, I've never been time. on one. I would love to be on one. Really? Yeah. Really? I'd also still ha- love to have a chance to try and fly an airplane. Yeah, you could. You could do it yeah. as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. in a very expensive hobby. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I would have gone for um, piloting, but um, my sight wouldn't let me. Yeah? Yeah. They need 2020. Um, or what is it? <coughs> I think now it, it, it could be... Um, it could be assisted with. Um, oh, there's a lot of technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think for me is my condition is different. I have astigmatism. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I, I have to stay away, away from the, from the cockpit. Mm. Yeah. What about my height, I think I'm short, too short to fly as well. No. It's just the average Darling, height. Hell no. The the sh- the shorter pilots. I think the all those things right like now don't don't really matter no they don't really matter i i, I think technology has evolved but if you're you clumsy of, <laughs> you gotta have uh what they what they call that thing where you, you, sh- you shaking yeah, alzheimer's or yeah, yeah whatever that is uh well i don't have that for, yeah before now, my listeners start worrying <laughs> yeah i think that the the, the 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 technology now has really yeah. improved so yeah. I should be able to do a small aeroplane at some point. You should. Be you cool. should, yeah. Be quite I just asked it to do a short course for three months and... You just borrow an aeroplane from one of these rich politicians. Mm. <laughs> please, please, please don't invite me on the flight, please. Okay. I would be happy to offer ground services. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, before we go, I want to talk about your business. Okay. And I want to start from from your journey. I want you to, <coughs> to talk me through your journey. Uh, you've, you've had your experience of business. Yeah. You know the ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, the ins and outs. Though, you know, this journey never ends. It never it's ends. Never. Yeah. Um, not everything has gone your way, clearly. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'll briefly mention some of the things you start with. I know yeah. bows and booties, which was oh, kids' culture. I know, I uh, know. And then you also had furniture business, yeah. some of what you are clearing nowadays, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, whatever was left of it. And then obviously there's the center <laughs> of our whole sweet universe yeah, yeah, yeah. is red velvet cakes and bakeries. Okay. And uh, I cannot forget that one because <laughs> I... Yeah, I eat all sorts of cakes. From that. But, but but can I just say before yeah. you go, uh, you, you you jump in as I think my first taste of red velvet was from you guys, like oh, your wow, cake. Really? Was, yeah, I never really? even knew it existed. Like red velvet. Really? What the heck is yeah, that? Some materials. Oh wow. So so I love it. I was like, this is different. And I yeah. had several after that, you know, I became yeah. curious about trying yeah. out a red yeah. velvet, yeah. even where you people <coughs> yeah, make velvet, red velvet cake yeah. or they, they were serving it or something, I would taste and like, nah, nah, nah. Mm. They don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. here. So which is your signature cake. Yeah. 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 Talk me through all these business ventures, starting okay. with boards and booties or anything else that you did before that. I think um I've done I think I've always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, my first business was, or my first registered business was called uh, Solata Florist. It's I got Solata from um, a lozy, it's a lozy word that means what you love. So um, I love flowers. I've always loved flowers, and um, before that business could blossom, I left for school, and I've actually continue doing it but on a lower lower scale on a lower scale yeah due to various reasons maybe availability of fresh roses in Solois and stuff like that yeah but um, I started baking mm, 2002 after I finished my year 12 okay yeah so um well, that's pro- maybe almost professionally, but I I I I took a um a course at school called food and nutrition, and that exposed me to to various pastries and cakes and all that, and I I really loved it. I loved it. So when when I was done with year twelve, I start sat home for quite a while, and I think I started getting bored, mm-hmm. waiting for my parents to to raise money for school fees and all. So one day I'm. I'm reading a newspaper, and this lady advertises for a short course in North Mid. And I was like, oh my goodness, I think I gotta go for this. So I stepped up for it, went for that short course. Before I knew, when I was done, went to Zasti to go um, start my journey in aviation, did my course there. When I was done, um, I stayed home for a while, waiting to be to be employed and at that time I thought oh why can't I start making cakes so I can at least make hair for my nails for my hair and for my perfumes and whatever that I need so I started making cakes for family and friends and believe me you I did not have a mixer I did not have a lot of so I used to make cake using a cooking stick and and mix butter and sugar in a bowl and my, my, my older sister Lillian always laugh at how hard my hands were becoming because I started developing blisters mm. and all that because of you, you need to consistently beat the butter and the sugar until it's nice and fluffy. Yeah, but I, I started selling cakes to family and friends and they loved them. They loved them. So, well, it, it, it wasn't perfect, but at that time, I think I, I, a lot of people saw potential and they supported me either way. And um, when I came to Solwezi, uh, I started getting bored because you know, it's a small town and there was only very little you could do those days on entertainment was clubbing and you know having fun with friends and all so I started um, I visited a bakery called Northwestern Bakery and asked if I could supply them with cupcakes mm. so they knew scones so I tried to be fancy and said you know I could do cupcakes mm. so the only difference was a scone was just a scone, but cupcakes, you know, I'd buy fresh lemons mm-hmm. and put in, in my butter for, for the essence and all. And my business grew from there. People loved my cupcakes. 
um, people started buying cakes from me and yeah I think I started enjoying doing it so I actually employed a few girls that would um, sell those those cupcakes for me at the market and I could literally make my salary in a week hmm. yeah so I think that's when my passion for business really grew so when 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 I left for my studies in Australia I used that opportunity to actually advance my passion so um, I started during holidays I started engaging myself in, in in short classes that taught me how to decorate cakes and obviously make modern cakes so I did a few courses with with, uh, with I think three bakers with three different prominent bakers in Australia those uh, Cupid delights then my my delicious cakes and that was fantasy or something crazy like that mm-hmm. so I did my courses with them and that literally just gave me a it gave me a very great kick to start my my businesses and I started making cakes for my colleagues you know I had friends from East West Africa you know a lot of friends from Asia you know they were extremely supportive even my Australian friends they became extremely supportive and I'd make cakes for their kids for their parents for themselves and out out I started making extra money from that. Yeah. So when we decided to relocate, I told my husband, look, I want to actually have a proper business with my cakes. So we started uh, working on getting equipment, Mm -hmm. finding a name and how I got to, how I got to um, name my bakery red velvet cakes and more. I made a cake. Mm-hmm. I made a cake for a competition and uh, I made a red velvet cakes. I made, sorry, I made a red velvet cake and mm-hmm. everybody loved it. So one lady from church actually said, this is the best red velvet cake I've ever tested. And I said, oh. Okay. Instead of me saying uh, towel cakes or whatever, mm-hmm. why, why don't I call it red velvet cakes? And that's where the name came from. Yeah. So that was the birth of red velvet cakes and more. Amazing. Yeah. So when you started, it was in Lusaka, uh, which was, it was doing fine. I yeah. believe not as good as it's doing here. Yeah. You still have uh, the normal ups and downs of business, but yeah. now you've relocated to Solwezi, yeah. Northwestern Zambia, yeah. but you still send cakes out. Mm. And uh, uh, back to Lusaka, yeah. and, and you've got... Uh, um, an advantage because you're right at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so you can ship them out down down to Lusaka in an hour or two, which sometimes and uh, wow. Should so, I mention something that you, you 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 might not know? Yeah. Actually yeah. when we were relocating, I was not we we're not relocating to live in Lusaka. Right. We we're relocating to come back to Solesi because yeah. this is where my substantive uh, position was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the whole drama that made us settle in Osaka, waiting to to see if I'd they'll sort out the paperwork and send me back here. So our boys and Buddhist kids got to our red velvet cakes, uh, red velvet cakes and more was not meant for Osaka. Mm. These businesses were meant for Sulawesi. So this is why everything affected. Yeah, yeah. You know the way we we. The way our business started off, because our intended place was not, our targeted market was not Lusaka, but Solwezi. Amazing how yeah. ultimately exactly. you ended up so where... when I ended up here, it was a very exp- uh, painful and expensive experience, but I got reminded that, hey, this is where you were I'm supposed to, to be. be. Yeah. yeah. So um, my, 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 my bakery in Lusaka did really well. Well, um, there were not a lot of cake shops. Also, Lusaka is quite big, but I had my own share of the markets. I mean, people love my cakes. Of course, it's a business. You have a few complaints here and there, but you manage to deal with those complaints. At the end of the day, they, they actually grow your business. But when I relocated to Solwezi, it was a game changer. You know, I, I have maintained most of my clients in Solwezi. I sent cakes as far as Chipata. Wow. 
how they reach there, God knows. <laughs> but they reach there. Yes, but they do reach there. And I, I still have a lot of clients in Lusaka. I have clients on the copper belt that I send cakes to. Um, um, yeah, and Solwezi has, has been amazing. It's been amazing. I I make cakes every single day and hopefully I could make a thousand cakes a day. Yeah. And that way at least I would actually push the business back to Solwezi, to Lusaka. So yeah, yeah have um, shops everywhere spotted around the country. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't tried red, red velvet cakes, I'm going to put the links in here. You have to try it. Um, I cannot help but mention the carrot cake too. Oh. The caramel cake. And every other cake yeah. I ate. Uh, so yeah. we're going to put the links for red velvet uh, cakes, cakes and more. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you can make your orders and you can get Tabo's contacts yeah. and... Uh, Give it a try. You could try them in in cupcakes as well yeah. if you want to give it a try before you order the, the big cake. But I would just go right ahead and order the big cake. So, uh, where what are the plans for, future plans for Red Velvet Cakes? How do you Red envision growing your business? Uh, what, what level do you want to get to? Oh, goodness. Um, I think I want to be everywhere. You know, I, I, I want to be in Central Province. I want to be in, in a, on the Copper Belt. You know, I want to be in Eastern Province, just around Zambia. And hopefully I have dreams of even opening franchises outside Zambia. You know, because I think uh, the market is there. There's, yeah. there's space for everyone. So um, there's no point of fighting. We just need to support each other and yeah, but right now Solois is doing really well. So hopefully we'll spread to the other parts of Solois, like Zambezi, Mwinilonga. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that my my Kawonde and uh, Luvale husbands can know how no cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far, but you said it. <laughs> Not cake, cake, yeah. but cake. Introducing yeah, cake, cake to them. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Um, I appreciate you taking the time, but. Before we go, okay, I I want to talk about uh, something that we almost left out. Okay, and What's that's that? that's my last question. Open session, open okay. session. Uh, yeah. So, Green Paw Farm, it is a big part I was of your you family. Talk about that. It's a wife. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So Green Paw Farm is a big part of your family. Yeah. Um, a vision and dream uh, for Pete, and oh God, uh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> oh, and it's hard to see it yeah. from within. Again, I'm gonna put the link for Green Paul from on Instagram, right, uh, uh, on the show notes. But Green Paul Farm, it's hard for you guys to see it. But me on the outside looking in, yeah. I'm actually a product of Green Paul because. And a lot of people, when I talk about these things, I just think I'm just dreaming. I'm excited because I've got a Mozungu friend and I'm just following blindly. It's something that means yeah. a lot. I, I, I had my own dreams, mm-hmm. but it fell into my mm-hmm. what I think about farming and organic farming mm-hmm. and growing regenerative farming. <coughs> but anyway, looking from the outside in, I can see the story and how it's going. You know, it's hard yeah. for you to see it because yeah. you're Rainy, in it, you're yeah, fighting yeah, the struggle, but yeah. I can see, Yeah. you know, and sometimes he thinks I'm just, I'm just, uh, what do you call it? You'd be melodramatic Yeah, yeah about I'm it. just being, making him feel yeah, good, but I, yeah. you can see how the story progresses. And at, yeah. Yeah, maybe finish yeah. sorry. So, at what point did you realize He's just not talking about, he's just not talking from without. At what point did it all start making sense? Okay. I know you're still on the journey, you're still yeah. going to get there. You know what? But you get to a point where you want cows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the milk. For my milk, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you know what happens? I, I feel everything that happens to us in life when we're still tender actually come to blossom when you're older. 
I spoke about how I did uh, food and nutrition in high school, mm. and the food and nutrition gave me the foundation to lay red velvet cakes and more. So I actually did agriculture school, mm. and before I actually went to aviation school, I wanted to go do um, aquaculture in uh, in Russia. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, well, the the the, the basery, uh situation was very competitive, and I couldn't. I wasn't selected to be part of the students that were going to Russia to go do aquaculture. So my main reason to do aquaculture was to learn fish farming, and that's what I applied for. <laughs> it all comes full circle. I'm telling you, and for me, everything that has unfolded in life, I see that it was God's plan. He knew that this is where I want you to be. And you're gonna go there. You we, we don't see the road he's taking us to, but it will lead us to where we we, we once hoped we would be. So um, when we started talking about relocating to Africa, uh, as you know, Peter's a very um, he's a person that that very careful about what he puts in his body. Mm-hmm. You know, so we mind what we eat, we, we mind what we drink, we mind how we live our life. So he said, listen. Um, I've been following this guy, Jeff Lawton, mm-hmm. uh, from, I think, New South Wales. Yeah. yeah. I've been following this guy, and I think you should have a look at this. And so he started selling me into permaculture. Yeah. It sounded stupid at first, because I'm like, you know what? For me, a farm should should, should, should be able to, 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 to give you tons and tons of, of produce and for me a farm was something big with big equipment mm. machinery mm. and this permaculture sounds like something that we we practice with <laughs> at my home, parents like at home you know what I mean you need yeah. to even go to yeah, school you know, for like this. hey dude you know I, I did that with my mom <laughs> you know we literally make compost we would because we did have garbage collection yeah. then so we just dig a hole throw mm. all the rubbish mm. there at the end of the year just dig it out mm. they spread it to the <laughs> the garden so it was that kind of arrangement but um he started talking to me about it and he made me understand and finally said you know what i want to go for this course and i said there's no way you're gonna go to new south Wales by yourself i'm coming in i was in my first trimester so visiting my home was all over the place and everything he says no but you're not well you know you're expecting why do i'm like i'm coming with you because i want to learn if if i need to support you on the farm I need to know. Also, I need to watch out for anybody. Ah, no, that doesn't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so um, we went and did this course together, and it was amazing. Mm. I met, I think for me, like, you know, you mentioned I love people. Mm. I met people from all parts of the world, you know, and it was hilarious. You'd be shocked that I would sleep almost halfway through the class. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you're pregnant. Yeah, I was pregnant <laughs> and I would be sleeping, but I would listen. I would be sleeping. And when something funny said, I would, I would laugh the loudest. Be like, well, she listened because she was sleeping. Yeah. But it was such a beautiful experience. We, I learned to appreciate organic food. Yeah. It was extremely healthy and literally overwhelming. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is too, is this a tomato? It, it was too much. It was too much. Because, you know, we we used to buying stuff that is actually modified and all that. But the most profound uh, thing about permaculture is just respect for Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Just respecting the, the, the land that you, you know, we, we're using. Just giving back you take and you give back you know so i really really loved it and now it's it, it was just beautiful it was just beautiful the the life of a uh, of permaculture farmers is simply it's extremely simple you you just feed on what's available you know and i i didn't envision that life I envision a life of going to the malls, you know, <laughs> picking them cherry tomatoes, you know, yeah. you know, um, look for my sushi and mm. all that. But he says, look, if, if we gotta go home, I think we should do this, you know. So he managed to buy me into it. 
So as we're coming, we're thinking of a name. We're thinking of a name for 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 whatever farm we're gonna get. So he finally said, "Oh, okay, I'll give it green. It's actually green pole." Yeah, yeah. yeah pole is a Slovakian word which means field. Mm-hmm. So green pole actually means green field. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what other color a field would be. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it means green field. So um, it's it's been an amazing journey. We've learned a lot. We've made a lot of mistakes, and we we've endeavored to rectify those mistakes. And I think where we are right now, we've we've done pretty well, pretty well. Considering we it, there's no grants whatsoever, we we do. We find you everything yourself, yeah, within our means, yeah, and at our pace. And I think I see a very bright future. I see a bright future, and I love doing it. Yeah. I love doing it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you, you visited our farm in in uh, Makeni. Yeah, I've been I've been there yes. from when the first time. The first time he mentioned swells, and I don't know what the hell what, what yeah, that exactly. was, and then um, saw the chicken tractor in yeah. Yokasama yeah. at first, and yeah. then moved to the yeah. other place, and then Makeni. Makeni yeah. was beautiful. Makeni was amazing. So I've I've seen it all, I and here I am visiting you in northwestern yeah. uh, Zambia, and I slept at the farm for two nights. We walked around. <laughs> we did all. I mean. <coughs> It was beautiful. It was beautiful for me. You, you know when, when so the fish ponds as well, oh, which comes full circle. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we were in Makeni, I literally Makeni was was a learning ground for mm. us. You know, I I actually helped pigs give birth mm. because my my arm my arm is is obviously smaller than his. Would like you gotta go in there and pull out the babies. I'm like hell no, I'm <laughs> not gonna do that. But you know what? Once the piglets come out, you, you feel you you feel fulfilled. You're like, oh, I, I just sent yeah. it; it would have died, yeah. you know. And for me, I would actually get emotional if <laughs> if, if if we had a death, yeah. you know. Yeah, you get attached to those you animals. You get attached. They were like pets, you know. Yeah. And my son, you saw how happy yeah, Jordan was. He would, he, he would just he would go sit in there. like, but that's a pig, you mm. know. It will eat you or something. But it was just beautiful. We learned a lot. We we grew beautiful vegetables that yeah. we enjoyed eating yeah. and uh, we had people coming to learn at the farm and you see I think that's also Peter's happy place besides basketball he finds peace he finds joy and happiness when he's there it takes away all his worries or most of his worries when he's there mm. you know so I think he really he needs it more than I do mm. you know so it, yeah Great stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure, Tao. I've yeah. had um, a great time here and I'm spending a week, my first vacation. Yeah. You know, I actually and forgot then... that we recorded this. I yeah. Actually... yeah. <laughs> do you know we've done two hours? You are kidding I'm me. I'm telling you, we're going to f- do 45 minutes. We've done two really? hours. So uh, oh, wow. I 100% believe that this is all obviously going to to go in two parts. Yeah. And I'm glad I got the time to speak to you. You are a bit nervous about okay. doing this, I but there's, there's great stuff that yeah. I, I wanted you to share the other side of, of the coin. Yeah. Having sp- yeah. already had Pete here, he's always going to come here. Yeah. And you're supposed to do one, but I was like, nah, I need exactly. to listen to Tao. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to do this. Your podcast and Sarah's podcast are the are the making of season two. Really? I, I believe they will be great. I've, mm-hmm. I would also like to say thank you. When are you publishing us? Uh, soon. Oh, really? <laughs> Please let me know. I you should. To you got to send it out to your friends as well exactly. so they can listen to you. And also, it's a good way to really advertise. Yeah. Um, Red Velvet Cakes yeah. as well. So you put it out there on your social media platforms yeah. and all that stuff. But also, I want to personally th- say thank you for having me here for a week yeah. and um, always having the cake yeah, and I know, uh, right? allowing me to have a vacation with your Abby you while family. we were working. I always have a great time when I'm here. Yeah. If you're at home. Oh, wow. And uh, I guess we're going to be here soon. Oh, and hopefully, wow. you too can also join us when we do set up our farm soon and see oh, yeah. 
nice. And you know what? I've actually found the podcast very interesting. I'd like to do more. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was extremely nervous. I, I, it's the first time I'm doing it, really. Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's a beautiful platform to just express. It's conversation. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just, just amazing. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, okay. the microphone shouldn't. I, I feel like a celebrity. <laughs> you are. You are. Everyone I bring here is a celebrity except myself. No, actually, yeah, I'm actually very humbled. I feel honored. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate. Appreciate it. it. I hope we can do this again. Yeah, Thank we you so much. Do. We shall do. You've been great. Thank you so Amazing much. Amazing story. Thank you so much. Wow, that was quite a fascinating conversation uh, through the first two parts. Um, that you got to hear, but I got to hear this whole conversation in in one day, in one go. And I really enjoyed the lessons from it, her determination, um, the lessons from the hardships that she and the husband went, went through as a family and how they were able to rise above that and being able to see that in person when I, I, I spent some time with them. Um, in the northwest of Zambia was was great to see and also I just learned for myself that um, whatever you do in life never give up Uh, be set on your goals be set on your own path and ride the storm ride the storm well that does it for this episode of the pretender podcast uh thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the show and you continue downloading and listening into this show uh please give me some feedback uh, on my email um send me what you think about the podcast your uh, comments your lessons your experiences and we can continue this journey of helping each other This has been the Pretender Podcast. I'm out. Inaindeshwa na Afribods. (laughs) 